Okay, my name is Jeremiah Thomas. I'm the pastoral intern at Grace Presbyterian. Uh, this is the podcast series, Getting to Know Grace. Uh, basically what it is, is me sitting down with our elders, our staff, uh, eventually some of the members of the church, and we're going to do just that. Uh, we're going to get to know them, uh, hear uh, how the Lord has worked in their lives, their testimony, um, if they have a spouse, how they met them, and uh, things that are on their heart uh, and mind as they seek to serve grace. A couple things to note. Uh, before we get into our first interview with Brandon Barrett, our senior pastor, uh, the sound quality uh, may not be professional because it's not professional. Uh, we are dealing with uh, some low tech things, but hopefully uh, what we're trying to do will get across, which is just us sitting down uh, and glorifying the Lord and getting to know one another uh, in the fellowship of the body. Uh, and then another thing is that uh, we're not trying to keep you forever. And so these are going to try and be limited to, to 20 minutes or below. Uh, and so I hope that uh, as we continue forward, we'll be able to keep this and that y'all will enjoy um, getting to know some of these elders and, and some of the staff uh, like I've been getting to do. It's been a great blessing. Thanks and enjoy. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, Jeremiah. How are you? Doing well. How about you? I am okay. I'm a little <laughs> nervous to be here on the first podcast. So. Indeed, indeed. This is our first podcast. Uh, it's a series on... Just getting to know our elders and getting to know our staff, uh, those who are leading us at Grace Prez. Uh, just a short, a short segment on uh, who you are, how you came to be here, how you came to know Christ. Things, uh, things that we might not know about, but we think we know. <laughs> the the hidden life that hasn't been revealed. That right, right, right. You know, I was struck. When I came to Grace just three months ago, uh, at how uh, wonderful it was to be within the family of Grace, to, to see you leading, to see our elders leading, to hear you preaching the gospel, uh, and how biblical and faithful it was. Uh, and yet, as we continued through, and I got to know you more and more, I realized, actually, how little I knew about your past. Um, would you mind telling us a little bit about it? Or are there secrets <laughs> there that you don't no, want us to know? Right, there are no, there are no secrets. Um, but it's funny, you know, as Grace has taken off these last few years since the initial planting, um, you know, we had a number of folks that are uh, still a part of the church who helped us launch and knew some of the backstory. And obviously, there have been a lot of folks, um, such as yourself and Re Rebecca, that have come uh, that that didn't know some of those stories. But yeah, just I mean, I guess just take a little bit and and kind of backing up the clock, you know, my family and I, we've been here in Columbia for just over four years ago. We moved here the summer of 2011, and we came in a response to a call from uh, our presbytery in, in partnership with First Pres mm -hmm. to plant out in the Northeast. And so uh, Columbia is not our home. I mean, it is now. We love it, even when it's... Uh, Hot, humid, and rainy all the time. Has it been raining? It, you know, I, I don't know if you noticed, but in my house, it's been raining a lot <laughs> the past couple weeks. But uh, you know, we came here in in response to that call, and you know, for Liz and myself uh, to back it up a year before that, we, we this all started. This journey started for us when we got a call from uh, Kelly McCormick, and I can remember we were in Williamsburg, Virginia, where we lived and where I was pastoring a PCA church, and we had known the McCormicks for years. Uh, when we were both uh, early in our, our married years, we, we were overlapping in Chapel Hill and were part of a small group together and um, spent time together there. And then we went our separate ways. I went up to Phil Liz and I went to Philadelphia for seminary for me and for uh, her medical residency. And Kelly and Jeannie were up in um, Princeton, New Jersey, where Kelly was working 
And uh, so we saw each other a few times then. So we'd kept up, but we got this call out of the blue from uh, Kelly, who said uh, that he'd been a part of a committee with First Prez to work on a church plant in Columbia and wanted to know if we might be interested to come interview for that position, uh, which was totally out of the blue. And, and I was having trouble imagining uprooting our family and moving to Columbia, where I'd never been. And so uh, Liz whispered to me, in the kitchen where I was standing, as she could hear some of this conversation, she said, well, at least tell them you'll pray about it. So I said, okay, <laughs> Kelly, I'll pray about it. And, um, but at that point, you know, we started praying about it. It felt like something from left field, and we kind of had trouble imagining Columbia, but the Lord just increasingly laid it on our hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, at that point, we were a couple weeks away from a road trip to Nashville mm-hmm. for the PCA General Assembly, and we took a long cut through Columbia just because we wanted to see it. And we felt like, okay, this has come out of nowhere. Like let's either figure out if there's some leading there or just put it to rest. And mm-hmm. we, we can't, we drove through town, drove through the Northeast, had lunch up at Sand Hills, village at Sand Hills. And, um, kind of looked around and thought, okay, we just drove down a road called hard scrabble <laughs> and there's lots of sand and pine trees. And, you know, like we just, you, you, we were like, well, what are we thinking? And yet, even as we drove away, we just felt this tug at our hearts. And mm-hmm. kind of a long story short, maybe it's too late. To, I've been talking too long for it to be short now. But the um, over the next year of talking to the uh, to the committee that was hiring for this, that later became the provisional session, there are lots of ups and downs in that. But at every point, Liz and I just felt like, you know, we feel like maybe the Lord's leading to this, mm-hmm. us to this, and so we just need to hang in there for the process. And that was ultimately what happened. And, and we've just, from the start, strangely, I mean, just so quickly, just felt at home here. We've just felt like this is where the Lord has us to be. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, but you know, that, that's kind of our coming here. As I mentioned prior to that, we, I was the pastor of a PCA church for five years in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. And we had come to Williamsburg two years before that, right out of seminary. Um, to start a uh, chapter of Reform University Fellowship at the College of William and Mary. Hmm. Well, that's very interesting. I didn't know that you were up that way for quite some time. I didn't know Liz was doing residency and you were doing this seminary up yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Um, first of all, we're glad that you came down. Me too. And we're glad that Liz whispered in your ear to pray. <laughs> yes. Uh, what a what what wonderful providence it is to see how uh, even friendships from years past can uh, be rekindled and can come back, and uh, the Lord can use them. Yeah, That's absolutely. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe even winding the years back a little bit, um, could you tell us a little bit about maybe when you came to faith, or if you remember that, or if there were moments in time that were integral, uh, maybe to your walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was um, when I was a kid, this is a little known fact. Uh, I was. Uh, I was actually born in California, hmm. and where my dad Beach boy, is, I can see something, it. something like that. O- Oakland, California, so more like bad urban. California. Oh, never mind. But uh, <laughs> my dad and his family were uh, from California. Hmm. My parents lived there soon after they got married, and when I was five, they moved to Tennessee, where I, where I actually grew up. Uh, and when they came back to Tennessee, my mom, who I think would say that she was a Christian, but not really thinking about it much, when they moved back to Tennessee. Hmm. She had a family member that really shared the gospel with her again, and she got plugged into a church. And so I, and then later my siblings, uh, when they were born, started coming to church. And so I grew up in the church, and in a family that's, uh, as I mentioned before in other settings, my, my 
mother's a believer, my father's not, but he was always uh, believed in the importance of church for us and so was faithful in mm-hmm. helping us get there. And um, But that really meant that growing up in the church, unlike some people, I had a, I had a very good experience growing up mm-hmm. in the church. And it was through the influence not only of my mother, but also in um, as a child through ministry there that I came to faith. I was probably about 10, I think, when it really started to click. And because I had not been baptized as an infant, um, I was baptized at that point and became a member of the church. So uh, though I'm though I'm a Presbyterian, I actually had a believer's baptism. So yeah. that gives me street cred with our Baptist brothers and sisters. We try and do what we can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So uh, that's how I, I came to faith. But coming up through junior high and high school, had great... Uh, youth interns mm-hmm. that really poured into my mm-hmm. life at significant mm-hmm. times and w- were just very integral in me gaining a vision for um, a, a life that was meant to be lived, serving and pleasing the Lord in whatever sure. capacity that w- that would have been. Mm-hmm. So that that those those people and relationships were just incredibly important for me growing up. Mm-hmm. Were there moments in time, you know, we, we're up to high school now, um, transitioning into college, um, you know, when when perhaps did you begin to feel the call to ministry, um, mm-hmm. to serve the Lord in that capacity? Yeah, you know, when I went to college, I, I felt, I, I guess there were two different senses of call. Uh, the first, my freshman year, was the call of like, is there really something else I should be living my life for? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I got to college coming in with the intention of following the Lord and my experience on my freshman hall as I looked around was um, I've always thought that people who don't know the Lord are deep down are really lost and miserable Mm -hmm. Um, but the people around me don't appear to be miserable Uh, they might be lost and so that I mean that first semester in college really sent me into a period of really questioning and and, Mm -hmm. and I think we all Anybody following the Lord comes through some period of like, okay, right. am I really in this or is this just the faith of my, Definitely. You know, my parent Definitely. or whatever? I remember coming home at Thanksgiving um, of that of my freshman year and had a long walk and conversation with the guy who was the youth director in my church. And I can't remember a single thing that he said, <laughs> uh, but I do remember him in our conversation um, Walking away from that going, okay, it is possible to live a faithful life and follow God as a man and that that's a real and true thing and, a, and, and that, in fact, is, is what I want. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've told that story before. The other piece of it that, that I haven't put together and kind of relaying it, I guess I've mentioned it in other ways, but uh, a number of years later, the, that person who had been the youth director uh, walked away from the Lord hmm. and walked away from his family. Wow. And um, that's also been a piece of my past as far as some of that wrestling with seeing people that seem to be leading, leading a faithful life mm-hmm. return and, and walk away. So he, he was integral for me. And at that moment in my freshman year, really gave me a picture again of following Jesus. Hmm. Um, but that certainly has reminded me over the years that um, my... my my, my hope is in the faithfulness of Jesus and not my ability to, you know. Indeed. Be sure that, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you, we all know people maybe that have walked away. It's just been a reminder of how desperately we all need God's grace all the time and certainly myself. Indeed. Indeed. Um, perhaps one more 
link to the to the chain that we need here, Liz. Yes. The wonderful, wonderful wife. Yes. When did you meet her? Uh, I met Liz when uh, I was a junior in college, and Liz was coming in as a freshman. Okay. And there was a guy, we were involved, <clears throat> I was involved, then she became involved in a ministry, in the Ministry of University Christian Fellowship. Okay. And our university staff worker had somehow met her over the summer through Young Life Friends. She'd been a Young Life mm-hmm. kid and was in Charlotte. Which one was of those a, kids. One of those kids. Uh-huh. Uh, and interesting, you know, Liz's story is different than mine in that, she did not have a. She did not grow up in a church that faithfully proclaimed the gospel. And mm. Young Life is where she heard about Jesus, and mm. um, God really used that ministry in her life. And so it's very. Uh, it's got a significant place for both of us. Praise the Lord. So, um, but so Scott, our staff worker, had met Liz over the summer through friends, and I remember the first week of my junior year, uh, which was her freshman year. Our staff worker saying to me and a few other guys, uh, "I met this girl over the summer." Like she's great. One of you guys needs to needs to date her. Uh, he later told me that he was really speaking to me. But yeah. so uh, yeah, so we met early on uh, in that uh, freshman year. We were supposed to. Um, this is, I guess, sort of the sappy part of the story. We were supposed. There was a Saturday morning prayer time for mm. uh, students in our fellowship. That uh, one particular Saturday early in the semester, Liz and I were the only ones that showed up to that. So we prayed, and right. we had breakfast, and started talking and getting to know each other, and that was the, the the start of a long journey of us getting to know each other and ultimately getting married. I feel, I feel like that's the start to the Christian romantic comedy it, right there. It, it is, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if if we could have gone straight from there to getting married with <laughs> and, and taken out some of m- my boneheaded years of <laughs> in and out and trying to figure my life out and all of that. So you're past the boneheaded years now. I, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm I w- I'd love to think that were true. I'm, I'm, I'm maturing in my boneheaded years, right. so at least that. Right. Well, we don't want to keep our listeners any longer than we have to. We don't want this to be a burden on them. But uh, maybe to close, do you have any thoughts for Grace Prez now in the present, um, October 1st of 2015? You've been We've been here for three and a half years. Do you, what are your thoughts now? Do you want to leave the listeners of Grace with a thought, maybe? Well, just, you know, is we're at an important juncture in the life of our church. And and because we're a young church, it's felt like maybe, and maybe always will, like every juncture is an important juncture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but as we're on the verge of um, continuing to grow, of trying to figure out as a church family how we continue to are to continue to love each other well and welcome others in and continue to try to reach out to the community. All those are live questions for us of how are we going to mature in that. And then when you add to that the fact that we're getting ready to build a building, um, on, on the one hand, that is enormous gift and opportunity from the Lord. We're, we're going to have a home base for ministry, uh, people in our community that might not notice a church plant until sure. you know there's a building and it seems like it's sort of an established entity. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, I think for people on the outside looking in, that represents something. So I think that's going to give us an opportunity to welcome people in who might not come through the doors otherwise. Um, but that's also going to present us with some challenges. We, you know, we don't, we certainly don't want to put our hope simply in a building as if you know mm-hmm. if we build it, they will come. Like that's that's a it is a tool for ministry and a great gift. And so we want to use that. Um, you know, the truth is that most churches, when they build a building, they they have a at least a a period of growth of people who are interested in come in. So we're we're going to maybe have an opportunity mm-hmm. without even 
uh, even really trying much to have people come through our door, and we want to be faithful to show them Jesus. Mm. Uh, you know, we want at every phase in the life of our church for us uh, to be to have our eyes fixed on Him in such a way that when people come in, yes, we want them to be warmly welcomed, but not just because we're nice people, but because we're people that have been changed by Jesus. Mm. We, we want them to come in and feel like, you know, my kids can come and be a part of the children's ministry here, not because it's flashy, which will never be, but because it's simply faithful, that it shows and holds up the beauty of Christ to our children. Like, and in everything, we, we want to be uh, not a uh, simply a, a group of people that are polished on the outside or... Um, you know, is a place for people to come and just feel good on a Sunday morning. We want to be a community of people who are walking together to follow Jesus. And so, you know, these coming months, there's continued opportunity for us to grow and step into that calling. Mm -hmm. May the Lord grant it to be so. Amen. Brandon, thank you for meeting with me. Thanks for talking to me. Jeremiah, <laughs> so good to be with you right here in the world headquarters. Uh, That's right. Our little office of Grace yes. Presbyterian Church. Listeners, perhaps to end, <laughs> sorry if the quality is not so good. Our professional studio uh, is not quite being constructed yet or even thought of. That's right. And That's right. so our, uh, our lowly recorder hopefully did the job. Yes. Brandon, thanks again. Thanks, Jeremiah. All right.